Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and today on my patio, I have Cody. How's it going, Cody? Good. How are you? Good, good. With Easy Lawns, right? Easy, what is Easy, easy lawn, lawn and landscape. landscape? There you go. There's a lot of a lot of people have different things with their, you know, say Easy Lawn, Easy Lawns, like landscape, landscapes, landscaping. So I'm always like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't remember some of the details. So I don't want to mess it up. That's why we tried to simplify it online. Just throw the Z in and there you go. Be done. Easy, like literally easy. E and then the letter Z. Yeah. Awesome. And I have no clue where that come from. <laughs> I was literally sitting at my kitchen table and I'm like, I'm not going to name it after myself. Yeah. I've never listened to a podcast, never watched a video, but I did not want Johnson's lawn care. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I hear you. what am I going to do? And I'm like, easy. We we make it easy. Like, there I, you I make go. It, and it's stuck. Yeah, I like that. And, and I think the brand, like the branding of it is great. You know, like the logo and everything, like the E and the Z. And I, I think you do a great job with that. I mean, have you seen any results or heard any feedback ever? Not well. I've had some people say my logo's cool. Um, like but, customers or neighbors or something yeah. like that, or just like friends and family. Just, I mean, just I've had a, variety. a random dude just like, man, I like your logo, nice. you know. Nice. And I don't know. It's yeah. sometimes I feel like it's not following the two color, and you know, it doesn't quite fit. Look, the, I mean, the, the, are, are you busy? Do you have a lot of work? Hey, uh, I've got more than I can. Right. So I mean, let's you know, sometimes we get so caught up in stuff. Like, like I get it. Johnson's lawn care probably not the best. <laughs> I get it. You know. Um, you know, it's one of those things, you know, Rick's mowing, you know, yeah. we joke about that kind of stuff. I mean, it is what it is. You name it what you name it, but, uh, there are probably some better decisions, you know, yeah. and I think going with easy, you know, lawn and landscape is, was a good move. I, I later learned I have a, I have a business name that can be sellable right before I ever learned that. Exactly. So, exactly. I guess I won't as dumb as I thought it was then. Yeah. But another thing is, I think the, <laughs> I think the perception is, um, also, when people don't know anything about you and just they have face value and they are Googling lawn care, landscaping, maybe they see, you know, your logo, they see the name. And I, I would assume the perception, because that's my perception, is that, you know, you're a, a reputable professional, maybe even a bigger company. And that would attract certain people and detract certain people, right? Like there are certain people that are, would be more attracted to Rick's mowing or Johnson's lawn care or whatever versus, you know, easy lawn and landscape like that. Those are two, those could be potentially two different people yeah. and depends on what kind of people you want. I mean, Rick's probably just trying to make a buck, you know, to pay, you know, whatever he's got to pay for it and, and all, all props to him, but he's probably not getting some other customers that maybe you and I might want. For I, example. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, man, I see your trucks everywhere. Yeah. Trucks Absolutely. being plural, and I only have yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. That, I, I get that all the time, especially with the route density is, is what I attribute attribute that to, is that I'm in the same neighborhoods throughout the whole week, so people just think we're everywhere, and it's it's a great perception. Because, again, that's another thing. they they It's all perception. They think you're a professional company, and a lot of people that want value are going to want professional companies. You know, I try to stay away from the people that are, how much do you charge? Like, okay, you're not my, you're not my yeah. client. You're just some trans transactional customer looking for the cheapest person to cut your grass and make that cash. And that's great. But we evolved from there. Like Paul has evolved as well. And his first book was, you know, just a, a lower, uh, that was his beginning, you know, and now he's going to talk about where he kept growing and all that other stuff. So I'm, I'm starting to see the benefits of, I'm starting to reap the benefits of the professional image and the hard work we put in on the backside. For example, Google reviews. I mean, I've got 20 some odd Google reviews. Yeah. 
and we've automated our Google reviews with a software called Broadly that integrates mm-hmm. with Jobber. Nice. Um, and like I'm getting calls now. Hey, we looked you up. You have great reviews. You've got a nice website. Give us a price, but we're going to hire you. Yeah. Like, and I pretty much have free reign to price whatever I want. Right. Because I've built that reputation and that image. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. It's starting to pay off. Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, that's 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 exactly what I've been talking about. All right. So why don't you tell everybody your your backstory of like who you are? You know, we didn't even get to that point. We didn't even get to the introduction. We got so busy talking about branding and your business name and all that, which is great, great stuff. But um, like, who are you for those that don't, don't follow you on Instagram or any of that? Well, I don't have a Tinder profile, so you can't go look me up that way. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I've, I've been doing this since my fourth year full time. i um, been doing it since 2014. I have to go back and remember my email address because it's got the year I started. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, first two years were Rick's Mowing, Weekend Warrior. And uh, during that time, I worked at, uh, well, I worked at Pepsi for those first two years as a delivery driver. Uh, prior to that, I worked at Budweiser and uh, got fired from Pepsi and got pushed out and mm. Pursued it full time. It's been the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, so it kind of forced you into that, yeah. right? And ironically, lawn care was the reason I got fired because I, you know, well, cut grass till, you know, work till four thirty in the evening, changed clothes in the bathroom at work, got your mower hooked up to the trailer in the parking lot, go mow till dark, right? And then trying to get it get to work four thirty five o'clock in the morning ain't uh, happening. Yeah, yeah, I so, hear you. Got fired for tardiness and ain't looked back. Yeah. So were were you like? Were you one of the folks that was trying to get the boat close to the dock? Like, were you always intending to, like, leave Pepsi and go full-time lawn care? Or was it just one of those things that you just got presented with that opportunity and you're like, man, this was great. It was a blessing. I didn't even really think about it that way. I talked about starting. Like, I'm like, all right, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, this spring, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go at it. It would have never happened. Because I, you know, was talking earlier on Paul's podcast, my biggest mistake was not getting the boat close to the dock like mm. i the money i made for two years i couldn't tell you where it is today mm. so you know we struggled for the first couple of years yeah so so what what was the transition for that like what happened where you went from you don't know where the money went to now being profitable just i don't know learning i mean kind of the school of hard knocks i guess type mentality i mean just i had to figure it out yeah you know and 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 figuring it out also included me leaving my family for 28 days and going to puerto rico and work just so i could make enough money to live off of that one wow so what, what was that about that was uh the hurricane to come through in oh okay yeah 17 18 tore them up yeah yeah and i got a, i got presented with an opportunity to go deliver fuel to generators and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh and go work. And I made, it was like $15,000 in 28 days. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, man. Now I was away from my family for right. Thanksgiving and come home. Yeah. 10 days before Christmas. It was a sacrifice, but, but yeah. it was a means to an end, right? But that, that propelled me to be able to make it through to springtime without having to take a job somewhere. Yeah. That I probably wouldn't have left. Yeah. And then pursue. And then from that moment forward, it was you know, preparing for winter was a non-negotiable. Yeah. So. Wow. That's interesting. 
part of your story right there. Yeah. Um, what, what else did you learn in that experience? <sighs> Save money for winter. <laughs> Save money for winter. There you go. You're like, I'm not doing this again. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of folks have those stories. I definitely did too. I worked at Amazon Fulfillment Center for my first year going full time. And I was like, yeah, I didn't really figure out what to do over the winter. My first winter, I didn't have anything saved or nothing. I was like, great. So I just went back to work and worked for the Amazon Fulfillment Center. And I was like, man, this is because there's like two of them around this area. And I'm just like, I'm never going to do that again. I'm like, I'm never going to be in this, put myself in this situation. So, I mean, I did recently, what, two years, two winters ago, I went work for UPS for a short time just because I was like bored, you know, quote unquote or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that again either. What the heck's wrong with me, man? Like I didn't need to. So I like tricked myself like, oh, I didn't really need to work, but I just kind of wanted to keep the cash flow and not have to go into the savings and all that. But still at the end of the day, I made like nothing in comparison to what I could have made. And every time we're, you know, I'm in the truck with the UPS driver and we're going up and down these neighborhoods and I just see these other guys and we're, we were over in the short pump area. I just see these guys getting after it. And I'm like, man, I need to, what the heck am I doing, man? I need to build up my routes, get some more yards that have the, the that kind of work, the fall and winter leaf removal and cleanups and all that. And just really started rethinking some things for me. So that was another eye-opening experience, the Amazon and the UPS. So I think every now and again, we yeah. life kind of gives us those things so that we can either refocus or stay on the right track yeah. for starting to veer off, you know? Um, what, what, what services do you offer? Like, what does your business look like? Mowing, obviously, right? Yeah, mostly, mostly full property maintenance. I mean, mowing, trimming, you know, weeds, pulling, spraying, uh, you know, bushes, mulch, a whole nine. Um, I'm slowly trying to transition into like fart and squirt type work. Mm -hmm. I've been licensed for three years and have yet to use it. Um, and then I do do some landscape installs. I do probably five, six a year right now, okay. which they're nice because they, they're such profitable. They're, they, well, they can be such profitable jobs. Right. They are for me. Right. That, you know, I use those jobs to pay down mowers or make big purchases and stuff right. like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's about where I'm at on my services. And and you're out in Lynchburg, Virginia, right? Yeah. Which is a couple hours away from here. Couple in hours from here. So as my company grows, I've definitely been looking into GPS tracking devices for my work trucks. It's just something that, you know, you, you can keep an eye on not only maintenance in some cases on your vehicles, uh, as well as uh, mileage, um, gas, and just kind of overall keeping track of where the trucks are and, and where, where they're going, especially when you're not the only one in the truck. So you can kind of keep track and see where your guys may or may not be and follow up if there's any issues. Like, why, you know, why were you at the gas station so long or why were we at Susie's house so long if they didn't make any notes, you know, on, on the job? Um, in the app that they're using, or or you don't know in advance, this way you can just follow up, and it's a way you know you have systems in place, but it's a way for you to follow up with those those systems. So, a tracking software device is just one more system, one more way for you to keep track of the work being done and and how how productive everything is being. So, I'm going to be trying out the GPS Track It. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it makes managing your driver vehicles and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service business businesses for of all sizes. With the GPS Track It, you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are 24-7, improve route density, and operate more efficiently overall, just like I was saying, and I'm all about that. With more than 12 
thousand customers, GPS Track It has been delivering peace of mind for customers in lawn and landscaping across the country for 20 years. I've definitely been looking into this myself, been looking into different options. But GPS Track It is one that I've been uh, focusing on, and we're working together uh, to kind of give this content and some different ideas for those those of you out there that are interested in the same thing. So if you're ready to protect your fleet, save some money, and cut down on fuel costs, call the number 855-930-2323 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. There's no pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. Again, the number is 855-930-2323. 2323 or you can take a look at the link in the show notes the show description um, in any app that you're listening to this podcast to there's always going to be links there that you can click on so click on that link and you can go and check this out and take a look at gps track it thanks again for coming all the way out here i, I i'm glad to get you on the podcast i was at one point thinking of just getting you on the phone but then paul was like hey i want to come up for the summer tour i'm thinking about it and i was like oh that's kind of cool and then I eventually was like, you know, when it became like an actual thing, I tried to reach out to everyone that I could to see if anyone wanted to come stop by and be I, on the podcast. I like, I like talking shop so much, I'll drive two hours to do it. <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a unique opportunity for sure. This is why I think live events for our community are so big because it's just it's just really cool and inspiring uh, and, and actually educational, right, to, to just get together with a bunch of like-minded individuals, especially from the same state. You know, even though you, you're talking about how things are so much different over yeah. here, listening to our stories and looking at our properties and all that. But it's all, I think it's all part of the same ultimate uh, fulfillment, you know, of, of learning and participating and networking. And so it's cool whether you're going to the GIE and it's a massive version of this or you're having a more, you know, intimate, you know, group get together whether it's you know local or maybe going to like brian fullerton's event or something like that you know it's well something like this is i feel like more beneficial than gie in the fact that we have this one-on-one right like me and you've been talking behind a keyboard for (laughs) two years right right you know but the likelihood of me having a conversation with you when you're doing everything yeah. you're doing at GIE is yeah you know, I've, I've seen you like in passing many yeah. of times at the GIE and I'm like hey I think that oh, oh well you know just one of those things got a lot a lot of things I, I think I saw you come I think I saw you sitting in the front row of the live panel but I'm like on stage yeah. at the live panel you know like I'm like hey there's there, that's the, that's easy there he is you know I'm like it's just one of those things it's like you said it's super busy and and, and there's a lot going on so yeah. definitely it's hard to have these kind of conversations and i feel bad even trying to stop people and talk because i know y'all have got so many commitments you know and i i don't want to intrude so i'm just like <laughs> yeah that's it's, it's throw my hand up and keep rolling yeah it's it, it's tough it is because the the more people come into this community the harder it gets for that kind of stuff but that's why i think so many people are doing these different live events and meetups whenever and it's really cool that Paul is doing this kind of stuff too, because it's just another way for us. It kind of forces yeah. us to get together and do these kind of things. Cause like as much as I've thought about having some like Virginia get togethers or, you know, even Kevin said in the past, like we should do some Richmond get togethers, you know, or something. And uh, I just, I never, you know, like over the winter, you know, yeah. I just never really got around to doing it. There's just so much other stuff still going on. I spent a lot of time with my family over the winter and we go on trips and things and so it kind of takes like Paul or some other event to be like, Hey, can we put something together? Can you help me, you know, reach out to people or whatever? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then here we go. So it's like, you know, sometimes you need that little push, you need that training partner, yeah. you know? I've, so. I've talked to Lamont Harrison two winners in a row and told him I was going, we was going to meet halfway and have lunch. <laughs> but still ain't done it. In yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I hear you. I've been to North Carolina a couple of times. I forced myself to go see Mitchell and some of the other folks there. And, um, but yeah, it's, 
it just it is what it is. But when we do get together, yeah. it's a good time for Absolutely. sure. So what what are some of your goals for your your future future of your company? I know you have like an employee now, right? Yes, I've got one full time employee, and I am borderline having to hire a second, maybe not a full time, but a, a yeah. at least part time. Uh, goals, I know where I need to. Well, let me rephrase this. <laughs> I need to step out of the mowing. Like yeah. I've I've got some other business owner friends that are not in the industry, and we talk and. I've kind of got it made up in my mind. Working the kind of hours I'm working with one employee, I should probably not be in that seat. Yeah. So uh, I'm grooming my current guy now, which he is up to the task to take my role next year. Nice. Um, and then hire his spot. Yeah. And then what I'm undecided on is what I'm going to do with myself. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Do I start a second crew? Do I utilize my herbicide pesticide license or do i pursue more landscaping right so that's what me and my wife are trying to figure out the rest of the year yeah yeah i totally understand that for sure um but i i know how us as owners we kind of are in our own way and a lot yeah. of, a lot of times like if we just get out of our own way then our business can like like we're like the 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 roadblock sometimes you know for or, or we're handicapping our business by like oh we have to do this we have to do that or we're the only ones doing this or that or whatever and it's like we need to just empower people and train people obviously and make sure they know what they're doing before we send them on their way but once we kind of get out of the way then more things can you know can can proceed and um, move forward if that if that's your plan I mean some people just want to be solo right some people you know, like Melvin was here earlier, like he, you know, he's not necessarily trying to be a big business, you know, he's got his stepson helping him out sometimes. And, you know, he might get an employee just because he's getting older and it's hard to do it all by himself physically. Right. But ultimately not everyone wants to have a big business. Not everyone wants to have multiple crews or, or can or whatever. So it's just all about what you want to do yeah. and what your sweet spot is, what your comfort zone is. Don't follow what everybody else does or what people say just try to figure it out yourself I, but, I do know i'm not getting any younger and i don't want <laughs> right. to work this all the rest of my life yeah i mean that's always been my thing too like from day one when i when i started this business i'm like i, I need to have some sort of you know uh plan and i i don't i i can't be 80 years old mowing lawns by myself every day <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean that's just probably not physically possible so um, I was trying to think of that ahead of time. What is the goal? You know, a couple crews, whatever, you know, what is it? You know, and that's, that's where I came up with my plan of having a couple of crews. So, but again, that's easier said than done. You got to work towards that whole thing. And, and that's where I say, if you do want to have crews, if you do want to be a little bit bigger than just being a solo owner operator, that's where eventually we have to get out of our own yeah. way. And, and I definitely have that control problem. And I think we all do. Right. Yeah. And, and I know what I'm looking for in an employee and up until this guy, I hadn't found it. So now that I found it, I'm doing everything I can to keep him around. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to relinquish that control and I'm trying to start practicing those steps yeah. to be able to achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. How, how did you find that guy? Like I've heard, I've watched some of your Instagram when you talked about just like having a guy and all that. And I was like, Oh man, that's so, that's so good. That's good. 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 Well, for this you guy growing, you know, he actually fell into my lap last year. Um, well, last year I was split between, last year was a great year, like not only financially, but just I, I had no labor issues whatsoever. Nice. Um, I had a buddy of mine's brother who's a college student at Tech. He was split between me and his brother. His brother owns a long care business too. Mm -hmm. And so he worked with me three days, worked with his brother, uh, the other three. 
uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, we were mowing my entire route at that time in three days. And then I would use Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays as need be to do other stuff. And then when he went back to school, I, of course, couldn't do it on my own. And I literally put out a Facebook ad, had a bunch of applicants. And, you know, of course, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but I can kind of look at the information. And sometimes I won't even return a call. Like, I, I sometimes you can just look at somebody. And right, tell. right. And absolutely. I don't know. He was the last person to apply and something told me to call him. Nice. And I picked up the phone and I approached our conversation different from what I approached the other conversations. And I actually laid out my expectations and he met every one of them. And so we went into wintertime. Well, about midway through leaf season, we bought a house last November. We had a lot going on. I of course had a fully funded winter fund for myself. Right. Um, and I do have year round money, uh, you know, maintenance contracts coming in, but I was a little concerned about keeping them on through the winter time. Like yeah. I, I probably could have done it, but I would have, I would have done it at the expense of probably putting my family in jeopardy. Yeah. So we mutually parted ways for like two months hmm. and he was gonna, he went back to work doing electrical work with the intention of coming back in April or mid-March. And literally, second week in March, he messaged me and said he took a job with benefits, more pay, mm. the whole nine. And I'm like, like so then, then I proceeded to have your struggle for a month and a half. Yeah. And uh, that's that's why I, I was I was cringing with you yeah. on your last podcast. Uh, um, and then... I get, I literally am two days away from firing my third employee for the year. And he sends me a text and says he quit his job. Do I need help? Wow. And <laughs> I hired him back immediately. And yeah. I am never going to let this guy go. Wow. <laughs> Man, that, that is, that is some good fortune right yes. there. That is. So wow. I'm very lucky right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can say that I, I hesitate saying luck. I didn't say that on purpose because I feel like, you know, you have a lot to do with that. We have a lot to do with decisions, yeah. destiny. I mean, obviously you didn't have anything to do with, you didn't directly have anything to do with him quitting, but had you not yeah. did whatever you did when he worked for you the first time, he may not have, you wouldn't have been an option for him to yeah. text and be like, Hey man, I quit this job. You know, you still need help. Like, so you kind of did some of the legwork previously. So I wouldn't say it's luck as much as it's. And see, you know, I don't. We make don't our feel, own luck. I don't feel like own. I do that legwork. I mean, of course, yeah. we're our worst critics. So I, I kind of feel like. <laughs> well, but but he worked with you. You know yeah. what I mean. So you obviously made it enjoyable enough that he wanted to come back, and now you made it a commitment that you're not going to let him go. You know, yeah. you want to make sure that you know he, he's worth it, and and you're going to keep going. So that's all intentional thinking, and and that's why you're getting the quote unquote luck. Yeah. So I really believe in we make our own luck. I know we can get caught up in the, like the woe is me and this is awful and why is this happening and all that stuff because it's it's terrible. But at the, at the end of the day, not to say that anyone deserves anything bad or we make bad things happen to ourselves, like especially if we get ill and things like that. But ultimately, we make our own luck. So we basically we can flip the switch. We can get ourselves out of things, all that kind of stuff, like better than 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 being woe is yeah. me is what I mean. You know what I mean? You can't necessarily cure yourself from cancer, obviously, but there's things that you can do to make your life better during that process. And maybe you could get over it better because, you know, the more positive energy you have, the, the more, you know, things are going to happen yeah. for you. Better things are going to happen versus being negative about it than just more negative stuff. 
like equals like I get all, I, I kind of follow that whole mindset and just basically we make our own luck. So I think the things that you did made your own luck with this, with this, uh, employee. And I'm glad that, that, that happened and worked out for you because if, if I, if I can't do it, then at least I can see someone else do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm glad to see somebody else. I'll live vicariously <laughs> through you, you know? So, so that's awesome. Well, if it, if it didn't work out, if I didn't create my own luck, I'd be sitting here with half the accounts I got now. Oh man. Probably wouldn't be sitting on your patio right now. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad it did work out and, I, and I'm glad you did stop by. I know you had a good podcast with Paul and hopefully had some good networking opportunities, um, you know, so, um, I, I appreciate you coming out. Do you have, what, what's one thing that you really learned from having a business over the last four years, you said, like that you could offer for someone that's starting out? Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want us to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally maybe picking up some gear thanks guys can't really pinpoint one thing i've learned so much like i've i had no business knowledge no nothing prior to this uh just doing what you say you're gonna do when you're gonna say you're gonna do it like that has that has propelled me farther than anything ever uh you know carrying a carrying yourself professionally, like carry a good presence online, especially nowadays. Like it, it's so much I have learned that I can't kind of really pinpoint one exact thing that just had I not learned this, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. Um, it's just been a culmination of everything. Hmm. Uh, definitely like following through on commitments, right? That's, that's pretty much what, what I hear about yeah. like following through just being, being intentional maybe that's that's a good one and um yeah that's you don't really know if something's going to work unless you follow through with it right you know yep. and if it doesn't then you know you learn i think a big thing that i've learned a lot recently or heard a lot of recently is we succeed the most from failure so like failure is good we shouldn't be afraid to fail we should welcome failure because we're going to learn from it as painful as it is and obviously some failures are a lot worse than others but ultimately you shouldn't be afraid of failure you should you know, want to keep trying. And if you fail, then you'll learn something. You know, if you succeed, you learn that you succeeded, but you learn more from failure than success. And thinking about that, like I do have a, I haven't had any major failures yet. Mm -hmm. And I say yet because it's bound to happen. Um, but I have, I do have a fear of failing. And I, I think the biggest thing is like, what if I can't make this work? Then, I was going to hit on it earlier. Like I'm, I enjoy working. I enjoy being my own boss and running my own company and being a entrepreneur so much that I just can't imagine going back to work for somebody else. Right. Like yeah. that, that would be hitting rock bottom if I had to go back to work for somebody else. So like not succeeding scares the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 probably propels you to succeed alone in and of itself. Cause I know when I first started, I was, um, 
I was afraid to fail just for the fact that to me at that point, failure meant like my family, like going hungry and suffering and not paying our bills and whatnot. So that propelled me to be successful. Yeah. I, you know, like I wasn't like afraid to like try things to fail, you know, because I was afraid of failure. I was just a hundred percent just afraid of failing period. Like I wanted to fail to succeed, yeah. but I, di- I didn't want to fail a hundred percent and just not be able to make any money and all this stuff. Like I, I had no other option, but to make this work because I, yeah, I quit my retail you know job and career and everything was just super stressful and I just went all in. So I had no choice. So, um, so yeah, the fear of failure really motivated me not to fail or, or to at least, you know, give it everything that I had, you know, and uh, there's obviously a lot of kind of little failures along the way. I kind of feel like it fear hinders me sometimes in making big moves, but that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to work around now is, is not getting comfortable and actually taking some chances that may or may not pay off. Yeah. Well, I have some, um, some pod decks on my phone. I forgot to grab the actual physical pod decks and all these pod decks. Yeah. I I forgot about that whole thing. I want to make sure that I, I, uh, a lot of people actually enjoy that. So that's kind of like a thing for my podcast. So I don't want you to feel like you're being chipped here. I don't know if you heard any, you hadn't had a guest on in a while. I I forgot forgot all about it. I got to get back on, on track here. (laughs) Yeah, man. So, <laughs> uh, we got the peanut gallery back here. <laughs> All right, so yeah, when we got I, the. When I say I'm a listener, I'm a listener. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you keeping me accountable. Um, so, it, it, so one question here that that we have: um, What is the one thing you'd be really disappointed if you never get to experience? Mm. Driving the autobahn. Driving the autobahn. Yes. We, the peanut gallery. I, I'm, a, pretty I'm awesome a car and, and speed guy, and that has been a goal of mine for a very long time. Don't know what's required to do it, but I want to I want to go flat out in a car on the autobahn before I die. What's the oddest job you ever took to earn a buck? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done a bunch of crazy stuff to make money. Uh, last year, I've done a clearing job that i don't do and it's probably like 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 a bush clearing or something or it just a section of a backyard that was it was fenced in and had like a portion of the backyard with trees but everything under the trees have been overgrown and it's probably the oddest thing i've done (laughs) (laughs) I, I, i think i made 20 bucks dancing on a table one time at a party Oh, so, there we go. Now we're getting so that juicy. May be the thing there we go. Done. There we go. Now, now <laughs> making it rain. There you go. Oh man, the peanut gallery making it rain. <laughs> I was trying not to delve that far back. <laughs> All right. So what let's see. Let's look through here real quick. Let's see. Try and find a good one. Normally I have you randomly pick them, but this is on my phone, so it's not the same way. We can't really do it that way. Let's see. Is it actually a deck of cards? Yeah, I physically have a deck of cards, and now it's just it's an okay. app that you upload your cards there. All right, let's just end with this. Your, your top three goals and what you're doing to get there. Top three goals. <sighs> Finish paying off my wife's college debt. 
Biosa side by side and one of my personal goals is own a race car. Nice. I could see that. I could totally see that. What kind of race car? I am a hardcore drag racing fan. I can totally see that, man. For sure. <laughs> and how we're getting there, I just we're slowly working on the school stuff and you know, eventually we'll start putting We've been so focused on life that we kind of haven't on the business that we kind of haven't started setting money aside for play toys yet. But yeah, one dream at a time, one dream at a time, one dream at a time. Well, thank you, Cody. I appreciate you coming out once again, and I appreciate you meaning I said that already, but I'm saying that again. Thanks for coming out and uh, thanks for being on this episode. I know it's getting late. You got a long ride home, so I want to respect your time and, um, uh, hopefully you enjoy the rest of your weekend and you have a you finish the year strong and I'll see you at the GIE, right? Absolutely. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.